Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a wife, college student, and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you are here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday and Thursday to chat all things discovering your purpose, cultivating a relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this, girl. Hello, Taylor, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here and to share a conversation all about dating. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. So um, before we dive in, would you please introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, My name is Taylor O'Brien. The O'Brien is new. Uh, (laughs) I was married um, in February, so it's about 10 months, but I live in Dallas-Fort Worth. I work in high school athletics. I run operations for a school district here, but I have recently, I guess over the last two years, dove into this online community. Um, I started Candy Communion uh, June of 2020, coming right out of the pandemic. And during the pandemic, I didn't have social media. That's what I gave up for Lent that year. And it ended up being such a good thing for me. Um, But I came out of that just craving community and craving like-minded Catholic women Um, I was single at the time. And so I really wanted to connect with other single Catholic women who were kind of in the same season. And it has turned into such a cool community of women that I honestly can't imagine some of my best friends I've met from Candid Communion and um, having events. Um, We've hosted single dating events, speed dating nights. So it's been really fun. And um, that's a little bit about me. That's cool. I love that. Um, I think it's it's incredible in the ways that we can use technology to connect with people, you know, like, really? like there are, there are, you know, things with social media that, you know, I'm not very fond about, you know, yeah. like, um, but also like, it is like, we have this resource in today's age of mm-hmm. connecting with people from anywhere. So, uh, um, yes. yeah, I love being able to, yeah, just connect with people, um, all over the world. So yeah, it's, it's cool. funny because I would have said before, and I still say this, that, um, Instagram or like social media was just not my thing. I didn't really care mm-hmm. for it. I mean, I would post pictures of my friends and I or whatever, but yep. it was kind of a nuisance, you know, yeah. a sense of like having to keep up with it or having to take a picture to post. And I just, I never liked that. Uh-huh. Um, but then whenever I started Candid and I was able to connect with people through posting, I was like, okay, well, this has like a totally different, it's just a different outlook that you have that it's not, yeah. it's not all vanity. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. I like really want to, I have like a personal account. I'm like, I just kind of want to like delete it. I don't even open it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'll go on it. But like, I feel like the people like my age of people, like don't post on there a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Like, like their life updates. If I want to know, they'll tell me, you know, yeah. so like, I I know, yeah. of, like advertisements with like boutiques and, you know, like companies yeah. that I oh, yeah. like, you know, but it's like, it's- yeah. We're constantly consuming and like, like, like you were saying, um, on my personal feed, it's like shopping. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just seeing things to buy. <laughs> so Literally, I know. And that's what, I mean, social media is just turning into ads anyways, but yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, you said, um, you mentioned, you talked about, um, hosting events for the Catholic single community. So I would love to hear more about that. If you feel yes. Like- yeah, it's fun. So I guess, um, I don't know, a couple months into Candid, I 
noticed that I was getting messages from women, you know, hey, Taylor, where do you meet single Catholic men, good men, fun men, normal emphasis on the normal Catholic men. And at the same time, I was getting messages from guys like, hey, where do your girlfriends hang out? Like, where can I meet Catholic women? So I said, you know, let's just put everyone in a room together. And at this time, everything was still either kind of shut down or coming out of the shutdown. So we were really familiar with the virtual setting. So um, my friend and I, his name is Nathan, we basically did a speed dating event where we took everyone's applications. We made like a little, I think it was on a Google sheet, but we made a little Google sheet and people filled it out and um, they made a little, you know, where they're from, what their interests are. And we matched everyone by hand. Um, I think we had over, I mean, we had a couple hundred signups the first time it was so overwhelming, but it was so much fun. Um, And a couple of relationships came out of that. Actually one, Nathan, he met his now wife, from that one session, which was really cool. He actually pulled her out before and they started dating. He found her in the heap of or of applications yeah. and said, match me with her and then couldn't wait. So he texted her before and was like, hey, do you want to go out? And they're married now. So um, <laughs> a side story. But um, yeah, we matched everybody up and they met about eight people virtually that night. Um and we did, we've done a couple since then. It was so much fun. The idea behind it was really, and we can talk more about this because I'd love to hear your thoughts as well, but the mentality behind dating, A, we had all been locked in our houses or wherever for the last year. And so just kind of getting reacquainted with the idea of socializing with others. Yeah. Um, and B, I feel like in our Catholic communities, it's very rigid, Um, when we're dating and we're very serious and that's a beautiful thing, but sometimes I think it's good to kind of shake it up a little bit and, um, change the mindset was kind of the goal just to have some light fun and meet new people and not worry as much about, is this person that I'm sitting across from going to be my husband in a year or, you know, is this person just a gift to me. So it was um, really fun to kind of see those relationships form and see everyone interact in a lighthearted way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have since then, we're actually working right now on a way to make those more uh, reoccurring events. Mm-hmm. So they're not just going to be one off. And I'm really excited about that. That's kind of pulled me a little bit also from um, Candid Communion in my day-to-day posting because I'm working on that on the side, on the side, on the side, you know, Candace on the side, but this is like from the side of that. Um, So I'm really excited. It's been fun. That's so cool. I love that so much. And I even think like, it's just something that's so needed. And like you said, like sometimes it's just hard to get those connections started, right? Like, you know, like, you know, there's like normal Catholic men and normal Catholic women out there. So like, yeah, where? And so like just having that as a resource to like, you know, get started of like, okay, like, yeah, even if I, you know, meet these men and they're all, you know, they're just become friends, like still that's like eight more, you know, good Catholic men that I've met or like, you know, had in my life or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I think it's interesting. Um, We've gone to a couple of events just to meet Catholic singles and kind of see um, where people's heads are at. Mm -hmm. And we have found, or me specifically, Um, You know, I talked to a guy at the last one I was at and he said, you know, my name's whatever. I'm this old and I'm looking for a wife. And I said, well, tell me what you're looking for. 
-hmm. And he had this laundry list of a woman, which is such a great thing. And I never want to discourage people from having, you know, a list of standards. Obviously we want to be with someone who we're called to be with and um, who holds the same Catholic values and worldviews as we do. 100% that's like a given already, but to then add to that, the list of stipulations as a woman listening, I was like, well, that would like, you know, you listed A, B, C, and D, and I'm sitting here with EFG, but you don't even know that because you're too focused on, you know, all the things that you think I should be instead of just giving me room or giving this woman or man who you're talking to room to be the person that God created them to be and to share their gifts with you and their personality with you. And maybe it doesn't look exactly like what you have dreamed up in your head. Yeah. Um, but it's still something that I think we could really benefit more from in our community. I always say too, it's interesting to me because I think as Catholics, our dating pool should be the most thriving, the most alive um, because we have the theology of the body. We have the whole picture. We have the fullness of faith. Like we have all of it. Yep. And I think we struggle the most. If you look at other communities, you know, Mormons, um, the Protestant dating pool, like it's so different. They have such a different experience in dating than we do. And we have all the tools, you know? So it's interesting to me that, um, I don't know. I really think that we need to tap into that more as a Catholic community and, um, kind of soften our hearts a little bit to the potential of the person and not, you know, are they fitting into my cookie cutter gingerbread man? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something like before I dated my husband, he was the only guy Mm -hmm. that I ever dated. So um, like before we started dating, you know, yeah, I kind of had that list of like, well, I want him to do this and this and he has to laugh like this and have this smile and like these, like literally the dumbest things ever. And like, you know, a few months into our relationship at that point, we still hadn't really known if like we were going to get married Mm -hmm. or like how, you know, how long we wanted to date, whatever. Um, and we're just like, well, we're just going to give it time. Like just get to know each other. Um, and so like, yeah, I had all these kind of like cookie cutter things of like, I wanted these things about him. But then as we've got further into our relationship, I'm like, no, like this is how God created him to be like, you know, like his silly laugh. Like that's my most favorite thing about him now. You know what I mean? Like all these little things of like, we put just these like dumb boundaries because we have such a deep, beautiful desire for a spouse, which is a great thing. Oh, great. Yes. I think society almost put makes us have this like cookie cutter of like, well, if he doesn't have like brown eyes and brown hair, I'm not going to date him. You know what I mean? Like, we just put such a mold on people in general, dating or not. (laughs) Um, And so like, yeah, what is something like you wish you would have known while you were dating? Um, That's definitely something I wish I would have known of like accepting like, you know, the person you're dating as like a child of God, because that's who they are. Right. Yeah. Well, and to speak all into your question, but you were saying, you know, about the gingerbread cookie cutter, that is kind of what this quote, I'm doing air quotes, but like the speed dating aspect of it does of these dating events that we're hosting. Because when you, first of all, when you hear speed dating, it kind of throws you off and it's a little bit, I think it's an intimidating phrase. A lot of people take a step back, but it forces you to jump into something and not have all these preconceived, like you can't stalk their profile first. You can't, you know, look up their mom. You can't do all the things that you would usually do where you've done like a week's worth of research and walk into a date thinking you already know the person. It takes all that out and you just simply speak to the person in front of you as another 
you know, person made in the image of God and you as well. And it's an exchanging of gifts and personalities in a way that probably used to be the norm before we had all of this social media. But um, I love that it takes away the bias. Yeah. You know, you're just talking to the person in front of you. And then if that goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. Um, yeah. But thing I wish I would have known about dating would probably be exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think I would have told myself to loosen up a little bit. And I'm I'm saying this as me. So if someone's listening and they're, you know, if people tell them they, they're too loose or whatever, they need to rein it back in, then this might not apply to you. But I think I was so set and my desires were good, you know, yeah. like we were talking about good ordered desires. Mm-hmm. Um, but my execution was probably poor of just um, a thinking that God was going to drop somebody out of the sky for me. Um, and that I didn't have to do my part. You know, I thought my part was just um, taking care of myself, but I wasn't, I, w- I would say there was a period where I wasn't putting myself out there in places that I could meet someone. Yeah. So I would say I wish I would have known to kind of step out of your comfort zone and it's okay. That does not mean abandon all of your, um, you know, the morals and list yes. of yep. qualities or like non-negotiables. Always keep those. Those are good. And I don't want to get confused when I say like a laundry list of things. It's good to have standards. I would keep those. But yeah. maybe be more open to meeting people. And not, you know, discredit someone if you don't approve of their social media profile. I don't know that I ever did that specifically, but I think we all do that. You know, that's the first thing you do. And if you say you don't, you probably do. (laughs) And one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, we have these maybe like standards or things we want for like, you know, a significant other. But like, you know, so say, for example, like this is like the most broadest thing I could say, like Catholic, right? Like, Mm -hmm. well, you can have, you can, you know, find a converted Catholic. You can find a cradle Catholic. You can find someone who's considering becoming Catholic. You can Mm -hmm. find someone like someone who maybe left a seminary. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can find a Catholic in so many different like ways, you know, or someone who maybe was an atheist for, you know, born or was raised Catholic, you know, fell away from the faith and has converted back. Like, Right. That, you know, just something like that. Or you even think of like, oh, I want my husband to be muscular. But like, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't set like he has to have six pack of abs and like biceps. Like he might be muscular in a different way. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. I just think we kind of set such like like you said, like loosen up. Like we set such tight like like mm-hmm. expectations on a guy, you know, and like mm-hmm. like when my um so my husband and I I asked him to be my prom date in high school. Ah, okay, that's yeah. How we started dating, and we actually never went to prom because of COVID. So, um, oh. yeah. So I was like, okay, um, well, like I, I mean, I thought he was cute, so I kind of asked him to prom because I knew he'd be yeah. like in pictures. But like, I expected nothing in return. If I'm being really yeah. honest, yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, like. He in like and I was at a point in my life where like I was so in love with Jesus I wanted nothing else like uh-huh. I did not even want to think about a guy I was like uh, yes. I am so in love with you I don't need anything else and then like the Lord just like uprooted my prayer life and was like nope here you go and I'm like okay let's okay. learn okay. that was us too when I met my husband I was not even interested in meeting anyone at that and I was like I just got to this place where I was good and 
settled and not interested and not looking. And then I think that's why I had such an open mind going in. I would say he's the one, the only one that I went on a date with, like we're describing that it was just like, whatever, I will, I just want to go and meet another good guy and have lunch with him, you know? And like, I wasn't expecting anything. And then, you know, the Lord does his thing months later. (laughs) What do you do? Yep, exactly. Like, and I think, yeah, I just think like we said, like kind of like, yeah, loosening your grip without lowering your expectations. Yeah, that's a really good way to put kind it. Kind of like, you know, like what you want might look diff like that expectation you have or that ideal you want in a man, you know, it could could be in your man but look differently than you thought. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like make it make sense without like No, I I think <laughs> you know what I mean? like if you're listening and you are resonating excuse me, resonating at all with this, then like you totally get over it. You've been there. Like I haven't talked to somebody who hasn't, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think like, I mean, I can't honestly, like it's been almost three years since my husband and I started dating. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I can even really even remember like what those like ideals and expectations that I had were. Mm-hmm. Like I know they existed, but like, yeah. because like, yeah, the, in the beginning of dating, it was hard because I was like, I kind of had these expectations. I'm like, well, like he doesn't cross it off. But like, mm-hmm. also another thing is like, you have to get to know each other. So I think that was the hardest thing for like me is like, I expected us to just like click right away. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, we lived three miles away from each other, but we never like knew each other. Um, yeah. Well, we knew of each other, but we didn't like know, like have like a, like a relationship friendship, you know? And so it's like, we had to take time to get to know each other to be able yeah. to almost, like, loosen up ourselves and like be mm-hmm. ourselves around them. Like your ugly cackle laugh, like be able yes. to do that with them, you know, or like yes. be comfortable, like, you know, accidentally farting in front of them. You know what I mean? Like the silliest like, insecurities we have or like, um, you know, being able to like take that time to, I think is also really important. Mm-hmm. Like getting to know each other because then after I got to know him, I got to know him for who he was Yes. And then everything changed because I'm like, Oh, like there's so much more to him than this cookie cutter. Right. Like, Instagram man that I thought I needed. You know what and I mean? That's the coolest part about marriage to me too, is seeing like what I thought I knew mm-hmm. and what actually is. Yeah. And like, he's way greater than I, you know, thought, but yeah. to see like someone for who they actually are and knowing that seeing the reasons that God put me with him is such a like fun little treat every day whether it's like for the good or the bad you know they say marriage is a mirror and it so is Mm -hmm. um and I see that every day and like in him but yeah absolutely and that's just I think that's just like um the blessings that come out of it too of like Mm -hmm. I don't know marriage has just been such a gift for us and I'm sure for you and like Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's like interesting to look back on you know, dating. And even like when I was in like early high school of like, okay, like, you know, what, what were my expectations? What, what did yeah. I, what were those struggles that I had, you know? Yeah. And like, I think for me, it was like the lack of community because mm-hmm. like, I am from like the middle of nowhere, <laughs> Nebraska, <laughs> you know, like no, like city super close by. And like, I'm also six foot tall. So that yeah. doesn't help anything. Um, but yeah, like, I didn't really, I don't know. I don't know if I really necessarily had a huge desire. I definitely did, but like, mm-hmm. I didn't let it overwhelm me. But anyways, right. to kind of like talk about, you know, the dating 
the world? Like, is there anything, like, what would you change about the dating world mm-hmm. if you change things? I feel like we have the same theme going. But <laughs> um, I think it would be just that if everyone, it, it's specifically speaking to Catholics, mm-hmm. um, I think we have, and I, I don't want to sound like we're repeating ourselves, but I, I believe this, um, that if, you know, we kind of changed our mindset a little bit, we would go so much further. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like we have, you know, like white knuckling. I talked with my spiritual director about this all the time. But like, I feel like we white knuckle in dating um, instead of just kind of letting it come to us and um, being open to what's to come. So I would definitely change that. I would also say like, and what, what we were talking about earlier, one thing I wish I would have known, but I always like to say this for anybody who it would apply to, but it's okay to walk away. Like when you're in a relationship and you think it's supposed to be perfect or on paper, it's perfect, or he is your laundry list, but you just like, there's this feeling that you have of uncertainty and it's not met with peace. Mm -hmm. That's probably the Holy Spirit telling you that it's time to walk away. And I was with a guy that I graduated and I, I don't know. Sometimes we talk about this and sometimes I don't, but um, I think it's important for sometimes people to see the whole picture because if you look at my Instagram, all you see is Logan and I, Um, but I was engaged in 2018 and we called off our wedding and then that kind of started my journey of just like taking my broken heart and fusing it with the Lord's and he prepared me during that time to meet my husband and to be open to him and to be open to, you know, the way that I would meet him and the, like, kind of like what we're talking about, the disposition I would have. And I just, again, if there's anyone listening and you have that little feeling in your gut and you know, if you, if you have it, you know it because you, you hear me loud and clear because I was that girl. Mm -hmm. And, um, I knew something was kind of off and like this, Maybe am I making excuses for him or like, are there red flags that I didn't see? Um, Until you're married, you are not married. Because when you do get married, this is the person. And like, I have some friends who are dating right now and this is what we talk about. Like, this is the person that you are waking up with every single morning and they see all your flaws, you see theirs. And it's such a beautiful thing. Like, I am so grateful that Logan is the one that like sees me at my worst because he is so good at, he's like a soft landing every single time. And I don't know if it, I I guarantee you, it wouldn't be that way if I was with someone else or, you know, the person who I thought I was, you know, my fairy tale. Um, And so I just want to give women confidence to say, that it's okay, it's okay to walk away. And it's okay, even if you are in the middle of planning a wedding, but you have, you know, doubts or worries, um, no amount of money will be, you know, it's okay to lose the money if it's for a lifetime of, you know, peace. Because that was one thing with my husband when we met. And I didn't have everything figured out and we didn't have all the answers and there was still some question marks with you know, how we were going to live or where we were going to live, but it was always met with peace. And like, that was the difference. Yeah. And I just, like I said, that was kind of off. We, we hadn't really been talking about that, but I'm just so, I, I hate seeing people stay in relationships that they feel like they have to stay in or, well, I've already put 
this much time into it. Um, you know, I can't wait. Like, what about these two years that I've wasted? Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so important for us to also have order because when we date in the proper order, the order that was given to us by God, and we go step by step, and I'm talking about specifically, you know, meeting the person, being courted, dating the person, um, staying pure through that, and keeping your mind pure through that and your decisions, um, I think it's a lot easier to navigate than, you know, the opposite. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally like shout to the rooftops exactly what you just said. Like, yeah, if you like for me, like, yeah, I had that uncertainty, like mm-hmm. with my husband, I was like, okay, Lord, like literally, I think we had been dating for like six months. I'm like, Lord, like, what do you want? I don't know what's happening here. Is this going to work? Like, you know, just, you kind of like, I feel like after you date for six months, the wooies are all gone. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, like it's real life. And it's like, okay. Like it's more than just like, I mean, I was kind of applesauce brain a lot, like the, for the first year. Cause I just, I oh my gosh, I still am. I like giggle <laughs> on my way home from work. I'm like, <laughs> he's going to be there when I go. <laughs> yeah, literally. I know. And so it's like, um, but like I, you know, in, it was, I think it like adoration or before mm-hmm. mass, during mass, I was like, Lord, what are you doing? Like, is this like, am I supposed to like break up with him? Like, what do I do? Um, And the Lord's like, everything will be all right. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, like God just affirmed me and said, I will take care of it. And I'm like, like, like he he told me that. And so it was was peaceful. Although there was like, yeah, some of those uncertainties. And Mm -hmm. then like that moment for my husband didn't happen until like 10 months later. So like I had that instance of like, like, this is the one for me, but like, you know, Peyton might not have felt that, like, he didn't feel that right away until we had been dating for like a year and three mm-hmm. months, you know, like yeah. at a retreat, he had this experience with Christ of like, like, this is the woman I, you know, have created for you. This is, this is going to be your wife. And so like, yeah. he wanted to like leave the retreat and go buy a ring and propose. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like it there, like God will speak to you. And yeah, once again, if it's, if you have uncertainty without peace, like that's like kind of like a red flag, red flag from the Lord yeah. to pray with him even more about and say like, yeah. why am I experiencing these feelings, Lord? Like I thought maybe mm-hmm. he was the one, like, mm-hmm. like, like beg things from the Lord because he will like, believe yeah, show you. yeah. Adoration is always, I don't know. There's been so many things revealed and taken away and given back and Mm, that is the place to go if you haven't if you're discerning something like this or you're discerning marriage or dating or whatever adoration is the place yes yeah absolutely and even like if you absolutely like can't get to adoration there's adoration on youtube which sounds so silly but like silence within your home like if for some reason like you just can't get yourself there like sometimes it's hard like you need to be there. Like if I'm being honest, like 99% go, but like if you, that 1% of you can't get you to go to adoration, like start with silence, like start with silencing everything for an hour in prayer and then be like, okay, like take it to church. I don't know. Like sometimes you just have to take baby steps and it doesn't have to be an hour yeah. either. You know, if you go to adoration, it can be 10 minutes. Like, yeah, my lunch break you know. is typically not a full hour, but it's like so much better than not, <laughs> you know? Yeah, literally. Um, I think it's just important. Like, I mean, time with the Lord in general, you know, adoration is something I'm working on, like 
making more time for. Mm-hmm. It's a muscle. Like they say, prayer is a muscle, but like adoration is too, because it is hard. And that's what, oh, our faith is so beautiful. But <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me, the discipline even that you have to have in adoration when you're not feeling, because the reality is, and this is so cool because it's so parallel with marriage, but the reality is, is that you will probably not feel, I'm again, putting air quotes for those of you who can't see, feel like going and sitting for an hour every single day. You won't feel like it. And that's where the beauty of the will comes in Mm -hmm. and the discipline that we get that goes hand in hand with our faith to carry us through that because it's the same thing you have to do in marriage. Whenever I don't feel, you know, I work a long day or whatever, and I don't feel like coming home and doing the laundry, but I love my husband. So that's what needs to happen. And that's what it's going to do out of nothing but sheer discipline. Yeah. And that is, I've, that, I've seen so many parallels in, like I said, our faith in marriage because like, A, because that's the way it was set up and it's supposed to be. But it's so cool to know like the same feelings or like the same um, nods from the Holy Spirit that you get during mass or in your prayer life are the same ones that you get in marriage. And it's kind of like a nice little marker for me to know like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be. And like those sacrifices, because our faith is sacrificial and it is, and that's the cool part about it. It is not a warm, fuzzy, convenient. If you're looking for convenience, you're not going to find it here, but who wants that anyway? And and it's the same thing with marriage. And that's been really cool too for Logan to learn. Um, Yeah. So I always, I don't know. I think I get excited about that because I do. Just our God is so good. He is I intentional. At home, um, <laughs> yeah, hey, I like Peyton, right? Yeah. What's that? His name's Peyton, right? Yeah, I think he went back in the garage. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I like. Um, yeah, like stepping out in my faith has been something that's been huge for me. Yeah. And like, I'm gonna shut the door because it'll just get okay. Me no worries. Um, like. In our relationship, like, I I did a lot of, like, um, like leading in prayer with my husband, like, when we were dating, mm-hmm. um, just because, like, he hadn't had that experience yet. And so, like, I had yeah. done like, tons of retreats before we started dating, or, be- yeah, before we started dating. Um, and so, like, prayer was just kind of, like, a non-negotiable for me. Like, yeah. there was nothing else in that season that I wanted. Like, in high school, you kind of have, like, party culture or, like, you don't do anything culture. I was okay. definitely, like... <laughs> Like, I just wanted to just be at home. Um, And so, yeah, like, I just spent a lot of time in prayer and with the Lord. Um, And so, yeah, like, in a relationship, like, you know, like, I was able to, like, you know, share that with him, share more of, like, what he, like, he was Catholic, he is Catholic, Um, you know, but, like, getting to, like, have the opportunity to kind of, like, like, lead in a way, you know, like, in sharing more and learning more together. And, like, you know, he went to Catholic school and I didn't. So, like... Mm -hmm has a lot more background in like I don't feel like more of like the theology and like history the, yeah yeah like the, the, the- I'm jealous of uh, Catholic school kids because the history that they got to learn coincided with the faith and you didn't have to like look it up on the side on your own it was just yep. already you know in the curriculum yeah. exactly so. yep so like that's that's what I love about um like I don't know just being able to like learn from each other but that's anything like anything you learn from each other yeah 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 it's just the it's best so- yeah. So, um, what, what would you say best prepared you for marriage? Like as you were dating? I think what we were just talking about 
and this is just me personally, um, the discipline that came from what we learned in our faith, the sacrifice, the fasting, um, it all translates to my marriage. Mm -hmm. And that was the best preparation, I think, of um, the world is so centered around me, you know, like we are our own gods and we need to be comfortable and pampered at all times. And our faith teaches us the opposite of that. And in marriage, it's that's just not the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might look like that on the social media side, you know, like it's really easy yeah. to make things look like they're all good and well. Mm-hmm. But um, the nitty gritty kind of grind of the day to day is what I find so much beauty in. And it's so correlates with our, with our faith. And so um, I would say the, t- honestly, the time and adoration spent, the inconvenient, you know, drive out of the way to get to the church or the fasting or the offering up for him before I knew him, all of those things translate to marriage. And I think that was something I was able to, or I tried to tell myself to settle into, we're still very new with this, um, because it is the most humbling thing I've ever done yeah. in the best way. And, you know, like you're so, when you're single for I don't know. I was single my life, except that one relationship I talked about. And so um, you have a certain view of yourself. And then I think whenever you see yourself with someone that you really love and deeply care about, um, you kind of become more aware of your um, imperfections. And not because he points them out to me, because I can see them in the way that I speak or I act or I whatever. And I'm so grateful for him because like I said, he's the softest place to land. Um, But I need to be sanctified in those areas to get to heaven. And his job is to lead me there. And we see that in each other. And I think just coming in with that mindset of like, this is going to be sacrificial. This is going to be beautiful. um, This is going to be humbling. um, That is, I think, what made me most ready. Also, I would say too, not to take yourself too seriously. Because I think the first, like, I would say probably the first month we were married, I was like, it's fine. I got this. All of it. Like, I got it. And I most definitely did not have it. I did not know what I was doing. but And we were also living long distance. But being able to kind of laugh at yourself and forgive yourself and, you know, ask for forgiveness is, yeah. is really important. And then the rest of it's just one big fun slumber party or, you know, like cooking and yeah. movies or whatever. Reading. We're doing a devotional for Advent. Like, it's just. It's like every day with your best friend, but it's so, that's another reason why it's so important to pick the right one because Mm -hmm. they are there all the time and night. You wake up next to them, you go to bed next to them and it's not Instagram by any means, but it's so much better. Yeah. You experience the best and the worst, literally. Yeah. You know, like before you're married, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm cool. And like, but then like when you do get married, like something that I've learned of like, I definitely like. This also could part of me being pregnant too, but like, you know, like four o'clock, five o'clock, I'm like, okay, I should probably start like thinking about supper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then part of me's like, but that's so much work. I just like don't want to, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that's like the laziness coming out in me. And it's like, okay, like my husband just worked all day. Like, yeah. I can sacrifice and make him a meal. Yes. And, like, and there's the discipline right there. Like, that is, you're hitting it on the yeah. head. And that's just the simplest of little things. Like, you literally experience like, yeah, like the best and the worst, just like I said, like the moments of like breakdown and stress and freak out and anxiety, but you yes. also experience like the uncontrollable laughter and highs and like, yes, you know, like 
giggles and all the things because like that's what it is like it is fun it's the best thing and it is so yeah and the lord created it to be that way so it's only right that it is yep yeah absolutely um yeah, I love this. This is such a fun conversation. Yeah, I'm so glad. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, it's all the things I love. I wrapped, in, I wrapped into one. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as we kind of start to wrap up, mm-hmm. um, what is one piece of advice that you want every young Catholic woman to know? And this can be related or not. Um, mm-hmm. I just ask this to every guest. So it's a loaded question. I know. <laughs> I thought about this. Okay. Man, we've been talking so much about the dating and marriage and all of that, like the disposition that you have. Hmm. I wish I had something profound, but I feel like just to put a bow on everything we have said, um, don't run from, don't run from the sacrifice, you know, don't, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the hard times, the adversity kind of lean into that because when we, are at our lowest, most broken is when we can most fuse our heart to Christ. And um, he is so close to the brokenhearted. And like I was talking about that relationship I was in when I ended my wedding was like the hardest, Mm -hmm. you know, thing probably that I've gone through, but the most fruit has come out of that experience. And don't be afraid to go through those seasons because you have literally, if you would have told me back then that I would now be married to my literal dream man that I didn't even know like was my dream man uh-huh. with like what we're doing with Candid and this online community of women. I wouldn't have even known how to, like what that meant. Yeah. Um, so being bold in your faith and not running from all the seasons and feeling the feelings that we're supposed to feel because they are, we run from feeling in our culture. You know, we're told that, um, I mean, unless you're just down in the dumps all the time, I mean, not to be political, but you know, it seems like that's something that everyone talks about. Like it's okay not to be okay. And it is, but feel it and then get out of it and ask Christ where he wants to put you next because he will definitely do that. And it's the greatest thing. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord wants us to lean on him, especially like, yeah, in the hard, in the worst seasons Mm -hmm. of our life, even in the best, but like, um, I've said this in like every podcast that I've like batched this week, <laughs> but like the Lord dwells when we lean on him and inviting him into mm-hmm. our day and into the, into the heart, into the good of like, you know, like working from home, like, Lord, like, I don't want to do this project or I don't want to do this. Like, help me, like be with me. Wow. Um, like rejoicing with the Lord of like, you know, maybe I get an order on my shop and I'm like, Lord, thank you so much. Like, yes. you know, like, thank you for yeah. providing me, whatever. Like, yeah. And so kind of like making that into your day more and more is always like super helpful. I think just making the Lord more real in your life too, um, because then it's easier to, to form a relationship when you make him more known, just as it, just as like yeah. you, you wouldn't have a friendship with someone that you never met. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, have to. So, have that true. so Such a good point. Yeah. yeah. So good. Um, yeah. So as we wrap up, where can people go follow you on Instagram if you want to share any? Yeah, I am at Candid Communion. That's just at Candid Communion. Yeah, perfect. And that will be in the episode description. So um, go follow along, go check her out. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Come chat with me. It's my favorite yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, do it. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining me and for sharing your time with us today. I had so much fun. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here and I hope um, you have a great rest of your week. Yes, yeah, thank you. Hey girl, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. If this episode touched your heart in any way, I would be so thankful if you could head on over to subscribe and leave me a review. That way, you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time.